You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Right here on the BetQL Network, presented as always by BetMGM, as we get set for Conference Championship Weekend. Joining us right now to talk about both games, Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus. He's on the buythephoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix A Revolutionary Technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the better visit by thephoenix.com to learn more. Ben, what have you made of the line movement this week in Chiefs and Bengals? Like, what is it telling you? Is this a Mahomes is really in bad shape, Mahomes is going to play, but he's not going to be Patrick Mahomes because it's a pretty big shift from where we were when this opened on Sunday. Yeah, definitely. And I, I also think like that that number opening on Sunday probably had a little bit of expectation of Patrick Mahomes, at least not being a hundred percent. I think if you look around, you know, at the you know, various internet outlets and stuff like a guy like Jeffrey Benson, who does some line setting for Circa, said the number would be closer to like six and a half with a hundred percent healthy Patrick Mahomes. I think when we're looking at it from like a PFF modeling perspective, when we fold in, you know, Patrick Mahomes being a hundred percent. I would probably set this line closer to minus four and a half. So that is even a little bit further up than where the number actually opened at, but kind of trying to, you know, gauge where we've moved to and kind of where we're headed. Like if we take, you know, a bottom 50% percentile outcome for Patrick Mahomes and like an upper 50% outcome for Chad Henney and kind of fold or blend those two things together. I think we kind of arrive at this, you know, plus one number for the Kansas city chiefs plus one and a half, which is very much where the market is at. So I do think that's close to the expectation. And I think if, you know, Patrick Mahomes can be, you know, any better than that 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 lower 50% kind of outcome, uh, I very much think the Chiefs are going to be the correct side. But waiting, in my opinion, and actually kind of, you know, reading how well he's performing early on in the game, you know, might be the correct strategy from like a betting perspective, in my opinion. It's like the Ravens game never happened. That, that's how far we've come. Right. Uh, part of it, I know most of this is obviously about the Mahomes injury but uh, also with Joey B, and he, and he takes down another top team, six-point underdog, complete domination on that side. Okay, so I, I'm i not as far as uh, Jeffrey Benson, but I was thinking Mahomes healthy. It's, you know, four, maybe a little bit more, maybe right. four and a half. If it's Henny, a seven-point adjustment to Cincinnati minus three, I think that's bare minimum. If it's Henny right. going in, what does this close at, do you think? Yeah, I think we definitely move through that three, probably up to three and a half and four, and then we'll see how much action actually kind of floods in on the Bengals side at that time. But I, I would have a really hard time even saying that three is going to hold if Chad Henney's announced mm-hmm. as quarterback. But, it, it, you know, obviously the playoff game, everything else, but like the 
the surrounding cast outside of Travis Kelsey for this Chiefs offense has been, in some ways, a disaster, right? Like, they had to go out and get Kadarius Toney because they really aren't getting a ton from a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster and guys like Marcus Valdez-Scantling are occasionally flashing, but nowhere near, I would say, close to the production that they've got. So if, if those are the guys going to battle with Chad Henney, like, this 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 one could easily get out of hand relatively quickly, and I do think we could see that line push all the way up into the five, and then from there it's like you know nothing's stopping it all the way up to wow. six. I would say at that point. Yeah. Ben, I love move. it when you it's come on. Move. You always inspire me with the props. Um, have you bet any already? Are there some you're waiting on? Um, where are you looking in the props market? Yeah, so kind of going back to my previous comment, but I have I. Probably my worst bet all season was betting Juju Smith-Schuster to lead the league in receiving <laughs> yards and receptions to start the season. So ever since about like week eight or week nine, when I realized that he was a complete disaster in this offense and they moved you know, to Kadarius Tony, kind of being the future guy underneath, I have been hitting his under-reception props. It was one of my favorite you know, last week. He did get like the early you know, scripted play target that kind of had it. But outside of that, like he has been completely lackluster in this offense, not really involved whatsoever, isn't getting some of these like underneath type routes as well. So they dropped his number, I would say from four and a half down to three and a half. I still think at like a plus 130 price, you know, that makes a ton of sense for me. He's just not a guy that's going to manufacture enough targets. I know the matchup with, you know, Travis Kelsey is obviously night and day difference to what they were facing off with last week, but uh, to me, Smith Schuster is definitely the guy to fade in this offense. And then, you know, on the other side of the football, like, Joe Mixon, you know, came out basically with 20 carries last week, 62.5% team rush attempt share, but he's still, I would say, not really hitting these like workhorse type numbers, hasn't been above, you know, a 75% team rush attempt share since week eight. So unless the game script, I would say, is like really positive in his direction, which it was last week. Uh, I just don't think he's going to get over 14.5 rush attempts. So I like him to go under as well. Um, those are kind of the two main ones that I like in the Bengals-Chiefs game. And then, of course, if if Mahomes is in the fold and is able to kind of navigate these pressure-type situations that we've become so accustomed to him handling, I do think Travis Kelsey over 6.5 is just too easy of a bet, I would say, even with the high juice number to uh, not get involved, I would say, once again, with Kelsey's over-reception over prop. Ben, let's look at some props for the Eagles in the Niners game. Um, I'll ask you this first before we get to the props angle. What kind of game do you think we're going to get? Because we have two outstanding defenses that hold teams down, but we also have two explosive offenses that make plays and have maybe the best group of playmakers combined in any game we'll see all year. I mean, think about all the Niners guys, all the Eagles guys, explosive plays, explosive players. Do you expect a higher scoring game where the offenses win? Or is this game a rock fight where we're talking about 20 to 17 in the fourth quarter? What are you thinking in terms of the style? Yeah, I'm thinking more of a rock fight 20 to 17 in the fourth quarter is kind of my projection for how this game plays out. But I think the key is very much going to be, you know, the scripted play set specifically for the 49ers offense. They've been, you know, a top five passing offense so far in kind of that scripted play set. And, and it's a spot where the Eagles have been really good defensively. But if the 49ers don't kind of have success early on in the game, I do think this one swings dramatically in the Eagles direction. And if they are kind of playing from ahead, you know, it, it's a spot where one or two Brock Purdy turnovers could turn this game into another blowout type situation. So I'm really watching, you know, the, the opening sequences for both teams. I do think the 49ers kind of absolutely have to score a touchdown on their opening drive. I would say to kind of, you know, dictate the flow of this game and really be able to kind of play from ahead. And I think that's where the Eagles may struggle. But if the Eagles jump out to an early lead, 
you know, I, I think all bets are off, and I do think that they probably are going to not only win this game relatively handedly, but probably cover some alt numbers once again like they did last week as well. What did you think of Shanahan's approach last week, and how different is it going to have to be for them to pull off uh, the upset at Philly? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it was great, and I do think – you know, we kind of got the Brock Purdy type performance that we were maybe all expecting or whatever, right, against the Dallas Cowboys defense that very much, I would say, you know, outside of Trent Williams, very much kind of dominated, the, you know, the offensive line. So I, I think that, you know, he's continuing to kind of allow Purdy to maybe make some throws downfield. I'm thinking of like one play specifically where he targeted Brandon Ayuk, you know, near the end zone or in the end zone, basically in double coverage. That was a play that probably should have been picked off. The Cowboys couldn't take advantage of that one either. Uh, and then, of course, the Trayvon Diggs drop. So the Cowboys did get the opportunities to kind of swing some of these Brock Purdy type throws in their direction and just weren't capable of doing it. And then, of course, you know, offensively with Dak Prescott, you know, very much didn't get enough from him as well in order to kind of win that game outright. But I think you come away from it being somewhat, you know, uninspired from the 49ers, especially offensively, like without that George Kittle, you know, fingertip type catch where he bobbled it and made the play. Like they didn't get a whole lot, I would say, offensively and really kind of relied on their defense and Dak Prescott to make mistakes. And I just don't think the Philadelphia Eagles are probably going to give them the same opportunities. I also think the Eagles, you know, specifically in coverage against like the secondary wide receiver position are, are going to be a lot stronger than what the Dallas Cowboys were capable of putting forth. And then, you know, of course, with Hassan Reddick and the rest of the front four, like they can generate pressure on a guy like Brock Purdy, even given, you know, how good the 49ers offensive line has been. So I, I don't think it's too dramatic of a drop off or too dramatic of a thing to say that the Eagles are very much right there from a defensive perspective in the way in which the Dallas Cowboys were. So I expect without, you know, a, a Kyle Shanahan pivot type game to very much see, you know, a very similar output offensively for the San Francisco 49ers team. Ben, um, the first a week in the playoffs, we saw a bunch of overs. Then the next week, we see a bunch of unders. What do you think about both of these totals, um, 46 and then 47 in the Bengals Chiefs? Yeah, I think it's still, I, I think it's still kind of an under approach. That's, you know, kind of the direction I lean from, you know, the, the, the props perspective as well. But um, I, I think there's very much going to be a feeling out phase, especially in the Bengals Chiefs game, once again, to kind of understand, you know, where Patrick Mahomes is going to be as far as how effective he can be kind of navigating outside the pocket. But uh, I, I think there's going to be some choppiness to start. Um, and, and I do probably expect both these games to finish under the total, I would say, um, you know, when it's all said and done. Ben, in terms of specific player props, Eagles, Niners, where do you think they could be attacked? We were talking earlier about, you know, deep passes is where the Niners, if there's a weakness on that defense, it feels on the outside, you know, on the numbers, on the outside, you could throw the ball down the field. I, I keep thinking about maybe an A.J. Brown game. He was very quiet last week, but he's had success against the Niners in the past. Last year, I think 11 catches. Brown uh, feels like a play for me this week. What, what do you think about how the Eagles should and, and might attack the Niners' defense? Yeah, I, I very much think it's kind of, you know, that matchup against Domador the Nor is very much going to dictate who has success for the Eagles offensively. I do kind of expect to see, you know, A.J. Brown at least schemed him against him enough times where he is going to have an opportunity, I would say, to hit one of those deep shots downfield. So 
early on in the week, I did like Devontae Smith, but it, it seems like the, the more going back to it, like he could see the majority of routes against Traverius Ward, who is kind of the guy that I would want to avoid, you know, in the 49ers secondary if I was targeting some player props. So I, I do think that this is going to be a really tough game for Dallas Godere. I don't think he's going to kind of have that breakout type performance that we saw from him last week. So it, it very much seems like it's setting up for A.J. Brown to be that guy. So him to go, you know, over his longest reception kind of on, along the lines of the play that you said like like I do think the Eagles are going to have the opportunity to hit one or two deep shots with him and he should probably be able to take advantage especially if it is against Lenore so I like that look quite a bit I do think Godere to go under 4.5 receptions maybe in a little bit of a fade because I do think this you know the the the, the linebacking core for the 49ers is going to be good enough to the point where he might you know, not only have a ton from a coverage perspective, but also might have to stay in and and pass block a couple more times than what he's used to. So uh, I think that I'm looking more towards A.J. Brown. I also think, you know, a guy like Miles Sanders hasn't been over, you know, 70% team rush attempt share since when Jalen Hurts has played at all this season. He had 17 carries last week, but that was only 40% of the team rush attempt share. So I think if you expect this game to play close, him to go under 14.5 carries, uh, I also think makes a lot of sense because they've obviously been mixing in, you know, a, a ton of guys in that backfield and still very much rely and feel good about Jalen Hurts and where he's at in his shoulder and G2 kind of cut him loose, I would say, in the rushing attack game as well. All right, so this is unfair, but let's call it right now. Which two teams are going to be playing in Glendale, Arizona? And are there any looks? I mean, hey, it's one more game, and then we're going to be talking all about these Super Bowl MVP odds, and they are going to drop to a ridiculous rate. Like some guys right now that are 50 are going to be 10 after just one game. So uh, what's the Super Bowl matchup and any possible MVP looks? Yeah, I'm going Eagles Bengals. I, I I very much think the Eagles are going to get there. I am a little bit more you know torn on the Bengals Chiefs matchup just given the state of where you know Patrick Mahomes could potentially be or where he could potentially land. But right now, given everything we're seeing and hearing, I, I do think the Bengals are probably going to get there at the end. So I, I like that matchup. And then if you're you know obviously looking at it, I think the shortest odds right now are Jalen Hurts at like you know, plus 300, plus 290. I do think that makes a lot of sense when the Eagles do end up winning. You know, that's going to drop to, you know, close to a plus 150 or maybe even shorter than that, even money bet. So I, I would probably play, you know, a, a little bit more of a flyer from the MVP market. I do think a guy like, you know, Jamar Chase or A.J. Brown, you know, getting their odds cut from like a three, you know, uh, you know, 3.5 or whatever one down, or like 35 to one down to, you know, 10 to one, I think is, maybe the correct approach from that perspective. So I do think A.J. Mm-hmm. Brown, maybe Jamar Chase are probably the two that I would sprinkle on right now. Nice. I know you've gone over some prop bets that you like, but do you ever, you know, for an instance with uh, Pat Mahomes, do you ever just do live betting when it comes to props? What's your overall strategy there? Yeah, I do think like the, especially the in-game props and stuff like that, I think offer a ton of value. Obviously, you know, it's really difficult to get a, you know, a ton down on any of those markets and it's an easy way to get limited. But if you're watching the flow of the game and, you know, very much see Patrick Mahomes maybe struggling to move in the pocket or maybe struggling to kind of, you know, navigate pressure and those sorts of things, like I, I think you can very much you know, pound some unders for guys like, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, even Marcus Valdez-Scantling, or maybe even, you know, Patch Mahomes, you know. And, and you're so mad at Juju. Or something like you're that you're well. so mad. I know, I'm so, mad, so mad, mad at you. I can't let it, <laughs> I can't let it go, unfortunately. Well, it's one of those I'm gonna, things. So, um, I'm going to bet it in solidarity for you. 
it's plus money. I under appreciate three and a that. half. I know. I'm, it's uh, it's gonna be a sweat. It always is. I'm sure there's gonna be like one or two just like awful throws where he's completely completely covered and then like somehow escapes with a catch and just looks like a disaster doing it. But I'll, I'll take that. I would say, but. I don't know. I, I do think like I do think the in-game stuff, especially Bengals Chiefs, like understanding how how those teams kind of are playing, especially Patrick Mahomes, it is very much gonna be a profitable, you know, betting strategy or angle in game wise. And it's very much something that I've, you know, I, I would say kind of tried to add to my overall, you know, portfolio, especially this season. Great stuff. Ben Brown, pro football focus on the bythephoenix.com guest on the Phoenix and Revolutionary Technology, helping men all across America get back. To their best in the bedroom. Visit buythephoenix.com to learn more. On the other side, we'll go off the board right here on the Beck to All Network.